and welcome to episode 153 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. And happy 2022 to everybody. I know I was happy to see the back of 2021. I I had a great 2021. You had a great 2021. I didn't have any problem with 2021. 2020, I couldn't wait to get rid of. But last year, I thought it was fine. Yeah, you had a good time. You got to travel, you got engaged, all kinds of exciting stuff. Um, 2022, though, is shaping up to be very exciting for a lot of us. Heather's getting married. I have a son who's graduating high school and, God willing, going to college. And <laughs> my husband turns 50. And there's all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff. Going. I got trips planned. God, knock on wood. We're going to make them happen this year. Yes, please, dear God. Um, so anyway, so we hope that you had... A wonderful holiday season. We hope that you all had a very happy, healthy, and safe New Year's. Although if you're living in the state of Connecticut, we are currently at a 24% positivity rate. So chances are good if you're here, you had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's everywhere. Even in LA where people are super careful. We have like super spikes and everything. Just don't leave yeah. the house. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I think it's inevitable at this point. Everybody's getting COVID at some point, And we just have to learn yeah. how to live with that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, I mean, that's true. It's, it's going to be what they call endemic. It's happening. Uh, it's yeah. going to be like the flu in a few years, which is like, everybody's going to get it at some point, you know? Right. So. Right. However, pe- lots of people are still dying. And so we're which is not horrible. making light of that fact, but right. medicine is advancing and there are new treatments and there are, you know, boosters and all kinds of God willing, you know, hopeful stuff happening on that front. Right. Um, which brings us to the Disney news for the week. So, uh, first up, Typhoon Lagoon has reopened, kind of, because then they promptly shut due to weather. <laughs> 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 because it was cold in Orlando, and when it's cold in Orlando, nobody wants to go to the water parks, not even the cast members. So, um, <laughs> this time of year, Typhoon Lagoon is scheduled to be open, but check the reports because it does close if it gets below a certain temperature. Um, so, but we're happy to see anything reopening. Like, you know, there are still a lot of things down there that are closed or unavailable. And we're going to get into that because we're going to be talking about Charlotte's trip and Genie Plus and Express Pass and all of that good stuff later. But um, other news, the Flower and Garden Festival dates have been announced. Okay. <laughs> but it starts have you guys tomorrow seen the dates yet? And- no, I haven't, I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> okay. I know what it is. It's, it's got to be Festival of the Arts ends on this day and Flower and Garden starts the next day. It's got. I don't even like... know when Festival of the Arts ends, but um, the Flower and Garden Festival starts on March 2nd and goes through July 4th. <laughs> Are they kidding me? And Come then on. Food and Wine will start July 16th. Like, July yeah. 5th. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yes. So, I mean, I do love the Flower Garden Festival, but I mean, March, April, This is so hard for me. Full months. (laughs) This is really hard for me because I genuinely love all of the festivals at Epcot. I do. I do. Are they, like, so it makes me happy that I get to go and I get to see them, but I feel like they're less special when Mm -hmm. they're just all the time. I agree. I mean, remember once upon a time when they first started doing the festivals and it was like food and wine was like a month long during like the, you know, what was the quote unquote slow season at the time? I I mean, now they're just, it's. Even food and wine, which everybody knows I adore. It is my favorite time of year. Like that is my happy time is food and wine festival. I don't need it in August. I don't want to be eating 
the, the Le Cellier steak in 95 degree weather with humidity. Like I just, it's too much, too much. Yeah. Yep. I agree. But here we go again for full months. <laughs> I mean, I days. guess the, the bright side is, is I don't ever have to worry about where I'm going to eat quick service at Epcot because I will forever just only be eating at certain festival mm-hmm. booths. There it is. There's just well, always Do you a think festival. that, I mean, do you think that's part of it? I, well, I think, I think that it, these festivals with the food booths pull in a, an obscene amount of money for Disney, and that's why they're always there. But there mm-hmm. are some really, really good quick service and table service restaurants in World Showcase, and the fact that they're having a festival all the time makes me less likely to eat at them. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm usually yeah. going to snack around the World Showcase instead of sitting down to eat. And I like a lot of the restaurants there. So, you know, it's a... Yeah. I just wonder if it has something to do with sort of, like, the staffing levels and, like, sort of the pandemic. And, like, I wonder if they're thinking, like, it's easier to sub out, you know, two or three people in a booth at a time than it is, like, a quick service restaurant. I wonder if, you know, there's some sort of... I don't know. I don't... This is just pure speculation. (laughs) I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, Uh, I I was... we'll, We'll get into it, but my trip but we did go to um the holidays around the world and i was it was nowhere near the levels as as it's been in the past so mm-hmm. okay. in terms of just in terms of booths there were things and uh yeah. the, the santas and things like that around the world but it's just in terms of food booths there were i didn't mm-hmm. find as many so okay interesting all right uh, and then last but not least, Run Disney has announced the 2022-2023 calendar. So this coming weekend is Marathon Weekend. So heads up for anybody who's going to be there. Um, if you see lots of people wearing medals, that's what that is. <laughs> uh, so they had previously announced dates for 2022 for Marathon, Princess, and the Springtime Surprise. They have now announced the Wine and Dine in fall of 22, which is November 3rd through the 6th. And then Marathon 23 is going to be January 4th through the 8th. And then Princess 23 is February 23rd through the 26th. And then Springtime Surprise in 23 is uh, April 13th through the 16th. So... Go to rundisney.com, get all the details, when the registration is open, and all of that sort of good stuff. So, one of these days, I want to do another Run Disney event. Still no Star Wars. Still that springtime. Still no Star Wars. Still springtime surprise. Sticking with that. Yeah. That is interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, that does it for news. Coming up next, Charlotte got to go to Walt Disney World in December. uh, Once her entire family was vaccinated and, you know, safe, they went down there and did some days at Universal. Some days at Walt Disney World. And so she has had a chance to directly compare and contrast Genie Plus and Express Pass. And she's going to be telling us all about it. So stay tuned. All right, Charla, take it away. Where do you want to start? Well, let's just start with a quick overall of the the trip. Uh, So, okay, so this was the first time we had been to Walt Disney World since uh, November of 2019 together. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we had, while well, we had traveled after that, we didn't go to Walt Disney World. So we went to, started at Universal, and we stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel. Highly recommend. Love that hotel very, very much. Uh, that is one of Universal's deluxe resorts, which does include the Express Pass, uh, which is one of the many reasons to stay there. So we spent uh, two days in the Universal in the Universal theme parks. We met up with some friends. My brother joined us. Uh, we had a really, really nice time. 
not crowded <laughs> hardly at all i mean there were crowds for sure but it wasn't anywhere near like when we got to disney <laughs> so um <laughs> then we went over to disney and we stayed at the polynesian we said since this was my daughter's celebration trip for getting her vaccine we would go to uh, wherever she wanted to stay so we stayed at the polynesian and we did all the parks and um got to see a lot of things that we that they hadn't seen at least and that i hadn't seen got to ride the new ratatouille ride they got to go on rise of the resistance we got to do mickey and minnie's runaway railway um yeah so and we tried genie plus so well so let's start with the polynesian because i know um you were the you're the first of us to have stayed there since they did the massive renovation what did right. you think well okay i had forgotten that they did this renovation i mean i knew that, <laughs> I knew that it was closed for a while but you know you just a while with things a reopening I for, yeah with things reopening i forgot what was open and what was closed and uh when we got to the contemporary we did a resort tour and we got to the contemporary and i had forgotten that they redid that too and like i anyway i absolutely loved the polynesian the new rooms are gorgeous there's moana touches but it's not like flagrant Moana. You're not staying at like Art of Animation or Pop Century here. Okay. <laughs> this is tiny, um, tiny details about Moana. Um, in the in the hallway, there's murals. In the rooms, there's there's murals. The shower tiles looked a little bit like Tamatoa. The um, just a little bit, not mm -hmm. not super shiny, but you know, just had some some aspects. Um, but it was it was an absolutely gorgeous renovation. I felt I popped in to see Sharla for a few days and she I went into her room to see. And I, I mean, it's stunning. But what I really liked is, like she said, there's little touches of Moana, but it's very Polynesian. Like you yeah. walk in and you instantly think, oh, this is what Hawaii must be be like like it's very colorful um it's got you know the kind of like hawaiian patterns and prints that are nods to their tattoos that they have um but somehow it still feels very 1970s polynesia which i really like because yeah. it's kind of the nod to the original polynesian like it it was just incredibly well done yeah like, incredibly tell them about the bathroom oh, oh that's what i was getting next um so the bathroom <laughs> at the Polynesian used to be the old type of hotel bathroom or a hotel bathroom that you still might see where it's just one room and the shower and the toilet and the sinks are all together. Now in a lot of the newer renovated or the even the moderate and uh, value resorts, the sinks are outside of the bathroom and then, you know, there's a, um, a separate area for the toilet and the shower so mm -hmm. that it's a little bit easier for families but that's not the last couple of times i've stayed at the polynesian it's just one bathroom so it can get a little bit tricky however they have completely redone the bathrooms it is one bathroom but the toilet is in a in a separate room now so, okay, so it's got like a water closet type of situation yes <laughs> yes definitely i would call it a water closet but it had shelves in there it had i mean so much storage i cannot believe how much storage was in this room compared what it had been previously so i'm really impressed with with this renovation not just the moana theming but the practicality of staying there as well so that's awesome yeah but uh yeah heather came to see her parents and 
I got, and I said, you can't come all this way the same week I'm here. You have to come see me. So we took a monorail tour to see the different decorations and we got to hang out for a couple of hours and it was fun. Yeah. It, it, it's so weird. It, I, I think I whispered this in your ear as we were hugging, but I like it. I see you every week when we record this podcast, we talk every single day, whether we're texting or emailing or, or on company chat. And like, I almost cried hugging you because I was mm -hmm. like, I can't, it's been two years since I've seen you in person. And oh my gosh, this is so strange. <laughs> oh, you can, oh, you can both expect to be like sobbed on the next time yeah. I see either one of you. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you don't think that I haven't seen you. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like we see each other every week. I see your faces, right. but to be able to actually be in person, it just in it person. felt wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So it was, I mean, so, and then we, I saw another friend at Universal. It was just, you don't understand what it's like to finally see somebody that, you know, it's anyway, it was, it was just really, really good to see, to see you and, uh, you know, just hang out and for a little while. It was, it was I felt nice. Like we didn't, I didn't do a lot, you know, we just were like, let's go around the, the Well, resort. I mean, I, so I didn't have park tickets. So we, I, we, we were going to meet up at Wine Bar George, which we still haven't been to because oh my we God, you still didn't go. <laughs> no, because we were going to make a reservation, but I, um, I was there for a family reason and I wasn't, I couldn't be locked in because I wasn't sure when I was going to have a car. So we were going to play it by ear and maybe go over there. But before I went to the Polynesian to see Sharla, I stopped at Disney Springs um, to buy some tea. And I, I definitely bought a pair of ears that just <laughs> no idea that I bought. Like I was <laughs> like, I can't leave here without these. And then, <laughs> and then just snuck them into the house. Um, but anyway, I was down at Disney Springs. It was so packed, like terrifyingly packed. Like I think I was there for 19 minutes. I'm like, I have to get out of here. Let's just, that's it. We don't need to do wine bar, George. Yeah. So we did the Montreal crawl and that was really nice seeing all the decorations. I think the Polynesian had the prettiest decorations yeah, out of the three. Um, but it was nice because it wasn't so crowded at the hotels and it was a beautiful day. And so we kind of just got to hang out and relax. Love that. Yeah, love that. All right, so that's your hotel. I want to talk. I do want to get into Genie Plus and Express Pass, but I just want, kind of want to get the other stuff out of the way before you know, and then we can focus on the comparison. So, um, what other new? Let's talk about food. Did you get to try any new foods or anything? New restaurants. Mm -hmm. So we basically wanted to make sure that we only ate outside. <laughs> okay. Um, that was. That was just yep. important to us because COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Hold on. Let me stop you right there. These guys were like serious about COVID. Like I felt irresponsible being in their presence. Like they had like a, a air purifier in their room, like these really cool masks, which I have now since went and bought at home. Like they were like <laughs> on point. Yeah. with their COVID preparation. And I was very impressed. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, a one benefit to being able to drive is that we were able to take our air purifier that we have. And, um, and we're, you know, we, we're just trying to be as safe as possible. So we, while it's not a, a rule that you have to wear mask outside of Walt Disney world, we did pretty mm -hmm. much all the time. Um, but that being said, we ate at Spice Road table which I had been to, but um, it had been a while. And I'm not sure if Nora had ever been there. But anyway, we, we ate out on the patio out, outside. It was lovely. 
and we tried we didn't get crepes because the line was so 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 long at the at the creperie um we ate at captain cook's at the polynesian several times mm -hmm. as a matter of fact because we like it and um they have great noodles too for yeah. somebody who is looking for noodles like yep captain very, cook's very is great good. yeah so um we did mobile order at most places uh one day it didn't work and that was kind of a hassle but uh we did uh we ate the backlot express which is something that we don't normally eat at but we did while we were over at there um so we had a lot of good food but nothing nothing spectacular you know mm -hmm. it was, it was yeah. all good but I think but, that's really interesting for people to know, though, is that, you know, you had had made the decision for yourselves, for your family ahead of time that you wanted to eat outside sort of as much as possible just for your personal level of comfort. And you were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, we were able to do that. Um, and especially with like mobile order, you can go and get a table and then go inside and get it and bring it outside. Mm -hmm. So it really wasn't an issue. And even though it was crowded it was fairly easy to find a spot still away from a lot of people. Not okay. Not every time, but you know. Are they still doing, are they still like spreading the tables out at all? Like, is there any sense of sort of social? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> You're both like, nope. No. <laughs> they're they're both mean, shaking their heads vehemently. Yeah. <laughs> Back was, in Octo October when I was there, it was like, no, COVID yeah. is not a thing. You're fine. Well, that's, so at Universal, they definitely said COVID was not a thing. Like they, they, for the, the holidays with the Omicron variant uh, piping up, they did say you have to wear a mask indoors. Mm -hmm. um, but that was not the case when we were there. And there were very few people wearing masks at Universal. Mm -hmm. okay. At Disney, it, and I, let me not say very few. We were the minority. Mm -hmm. But there were, and there were still definitely people doing it. Okay. But, more people not wearing them than wearing right. them. Yeah. And at Disney, I saw mostly compliant people wearing their masks, like mm -hmm. inside. So, this I don't know when I went to that day to Disney Springs, and again, this was outside. Um, nobody was wearing yeah, their masks. Outside, like, I honestly was the no. only one in thousands of people. Yeah. Well, I think technically right now the rule is just inside, right? right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're um, not required outside. Yeah. But so, I don't know. Yeah. Around that many people, I don't know. But hey, to each yeah. their own. Yeah, I'm still wearing my mask pretty much everywhere I go, which is not many places. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> well, we just that was that was our personal comfort level, you know. We, yeah. That was what we did was wear it pretty much all the time. Only like I would take it off um, going between the parks as far far as oh that's another thing. There's that new walkway between the Polynesian or and the Grand Floridian and uh, Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And so we did walk it a couple of times, and so of course we took our masks off there because there's nobody. Right. Around. If you're not around other people, sure. Right. Yeah. Um. So we did walk it a couple of times. It is lovely. It is not close <laughs> from the Polynesian to the Magic Kingdom. It's about a 25 minute walk or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I wasn't. So is it, is it similar to like uh, the boardwalk to Hollywood Studios type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not super close, but it's an enjoyable walk. Mm -hmm. I got to watch the electric water pageant from um, all like I got to see it twice because when I stopped when I started at the Magic Kingdom, it had just gotten out in front of the Grand Floridian and, and I go around and then through the Grand Floridian and then it stopped more in front of the Polynesian. So I got to watch it twice. So. And they have put on a little 50th anniversary tag. Oh, that was cute. That's cute. Um, I did get to see Not Wishes. Um, <laughs> I always call it Not Wishes. Happily Ever After. <laughs> nope. 
not that one. Enchanted. Enchanted. Disney's Enchanted. Or That's something what it is like now. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So oh, I, I know, which is always my favorite. Um, I, I, I did specifically go to Magic Kingdom to watch it that night. Um, I think on Friday night. And it was super crowded. But I found a spot. The first 12 minutes were kind of boring. Like, the the projections were good on the castle and on Main Street. I was on Main Street. The projections were good. And then the last three or four minutes were really good. But the first few, I wasn't really impressed with. But did you cry? I did. You yes, did. did. Okay, all right. That's but, a litmus test. Because if you had not cried, then... I did. But again, it was the last couple of minutes. It was... <laughs> not, not I, I thought about leaving. It was... They got you at the end. How yeah. long is that show? About like, 15 is it? minutes. It's about oh. 15 minutes. And I literally looked at my watch and I was like, it's been 12 minutes. Should I leave? Yeah. And the reason... Anyway, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but something happens at 12 minutes and it just was better. So basically okay. show up late and enjoy the show. Yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're running a couple minutes late, it's fine. fine. Don't panic. Yes, says Charlotte. Fine. <laughs> um, and I got to ride the Jingle Cruise. Which was a lot of fun. Aww. Love the Jingle Cruise. Jingle I love Cruise. the Jingle Cruise. But I had forgotten already, even though I know that this just happened, I had forgotten that they updated the Jungle Cruise. Besides the Christmas. Uh, right. Holiday, they, right. They they've changed, yeah. They've changed okay. it to. Yeah. I liked the updates. Um, I'm That's not very sure. Cute. Like, just like I liked the Pirates of the Caribbean updates when they did that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I, gosh, I liked it. I there, there was some funny things that were in there. Um, mainly with animals. They had taken out the people and replaced them with animals, but then they added some things that were also animal-related, mainly monkey-related and things like Mm -hmm. that. I like the end scene with the monkeys. It's really cute. Yeah, it was very cute. And I was, yeah, I was happy with it. And I can't wait to ride it again, especially when it's not Jingle Cruise. But um, one thing, so we had a skipper that was overly into it. And I was a little annoyed, but because he was just that, no, be, not because of him. He was a great skipper, but like nobody else on the boat, you know how sometimes they just don't care. You got a bad crew. Yeah. But the best part of it was we get around to the backside of water and he says, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present to you. And then he just looked at us and goes, now you haven't been good this year. And he, just <laughs> <broke> <laughs> he didn't even say. I laughed. Nobody laughed at They probably didn't understand the joke, you know. It was really just for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was into it. It was hilarious. So that's fantastic. Yeah. That's so that's the that's the overall of the trip. Uh, Lou really loved Rise of the Resistance a lot. Um, we got yeah. to ride the Lost Coaster at Universal, which is probably the best roller coaster I've ever been on. Um, really? And we got. We got Nora to go on Hagrid's. I don't want to talk about that. She does not want to talk about that ever. Oh, oh, all right. (laughs) We're not going to discuss that. My kid is not. She can talk about it in therapy someday. (laughs) Not a roller coaster fan. Let's just say that. So, Um, but anyway, let's get into the the genie plus and lightning late of it all. Cause I know we have, we have a friend, Caroline, who is going to Walt Disney world soon. And she's chomping at the bit to get all this information. (laughs) And 
hi, Caroline, we love you. Uh, and then my physical therapist is planning a trip to Disney and he has begun listening to the podcast and is dying to know all of the updates, you know, for his trip that he's planning this summer. So Caroline and Peter, this is for you. <laughs> well, let me say, first of all, that I knew all of the technical rules of Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. I knew what you're supposed to do but it's different doing it in practice than, mm, I bet. than just using the app um, because you, you just can't, you just can't know what exactly is, is there. So first of all, the app is still the Disney app and it still has issues. I didn't have technical issues per se. Mm -hmm. Part of it was my inability to know what was there. But once I talked to somebody I talked to the guest experience team. They told me where to go. I was like, this makes so much more sense. So you have to go to not just my day. You have to go to your tip board, which doesn't make any sense. Why would you go to a tip board if you're trying to make plans? But anyway, this is so if you're Disney my, logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, and they, they have they, not reworked the app well. Yeah. I mean, it's not user friendly. Like they even said the people at the guest experience team even said they've tried to say change that title from tip board to something else. Um, mm -hmm. Because I kept trying to find, because the issue is when we park hopped, we tried to, I tried to do a new Genie Plus reservation when we parked hopped and I couldn't find it anywhere on the app. And it was- Because yeah, she even texted me and day. she's like, can I not do this? I'm like, yes, you can do this. You just have to look blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I don't see that. Like it's not, it's really not well designed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I went to the uh, guest experience team ready to be mad. And then they were like, it's just right here. I was like, okay, well, this is clearly my fault, but this is not. Well, but it's not because it's it, if Disney had designed it better, it would be more intuitive. Right. It was not intuitive. And I'm someone. Because you're a very tech savvy person. Exactly. Not, you know, I'm someone yeah. who knows. And I, had, and I knew technically what to do. And I still couldn't find it. That's yeah. a problem, you know, so. All right. I so let's pause right there because I want to compare and contrast that with Express Pass. Hmm. which there, does not require an app there is at no, all. There is no comparison. There is no comparison. Express Pass wins. It, it, with Express Pass, all you have to do is show up to whichever attraction you want to ride and scan your cart and walk in. And you get to walk in pretty much all the way to the very front. There's no The merge point is after the pre-show in most cases, if there's a pre-show. Yeah. It is very far up so you can't and we had the unlimited express pass because we were staying in one of their resorts so nora wanted to ride et five times and we rode et five times and we didn't have to wait we rode everything we wanted to ride as many times as we wanted to ride it that express pass you don't have to walk from one park from one side of the park to the other to get on your attraction and then spend time going somewhere else because it's not time for your has to come up yet you just go and it's yeah such a delight well, so, so all right so back to genie plus because talk a little bit about that because that is one of the complaints that i've heard about genie plus is that it has you crisscrossing the park yeah i mean it's just constantly like it's just like fast pass in terms of in terms of like you just have to go to a specific time like you it says you know you're gonna ride spaceship earth at noon that's your time Mm -hmm. And it's just, it works exactly like Fast Pass it that way, that okay. if you're not right outside Spaceship Earth, at, then you have to walk somewhere else and then come back to it. Um, so I don't, 
so it in terms of that, it works exactly the same as fast pass. You would still have to do your other things until it's time for your return time. How did you find the availability to be like, did you find that you were waiting hours and hours and hours for your return time or? Um, it depended on what attraction it was. Mm -hmm. So if it was something like figment or spaceship earth, then no, because you know, it, those weren't sold out per se. Right. But if it was, um, one of the other ones like, uh, Soren, we had to wait mm -hmm. for that one. Uh, we, opted not to do frozen so so we didn't try we didn't try like standby for that one but yeah it just depended on the on the attraction itself usually the most mm -hmm. the most oh, oh oh okay like haunted mansion waiting for that one that one was was hard to get how long did you have to wait for that um a couple of like three hours so we we okay. tried other things yeah Okay. Um, but even three hours isn't as bad as like some of the ones I've heard. So, right, right. Now, yeah. if so, the individual lightning lane purchases, which that's like, I understand what, that they're doing that to make money, but that just adds a whole level of confusion. Hmm. And again, I understood it. But what you want to do is if you're going to do those lightning lane purchases, do those first and you get more of a priority of what time um you can you want to do that so the day that we wanted to try to park hop over and ride rise of the resistance i did that at 7 a.m and i set my i was able to set my time for 2 p.m then i went in and or like 2 15 or something but then i went in and did my genie plus first reservation of the day because you get you get to choose more when you pay more basically you get to choose okay you get to choose the time a little bit better other than saying, you know, this is available between this time and this time. Do you want it? So. Um, Got it. Okay. It's, it's, it's a little confusing there and then they're changing it all the time. So again, this is. Okay, your mileage <laughs> may vary. Yeah. <laughs> As of recording. Do you feel like, cause this is how I felt after I used it. Like, I just feel like they've overcomplicated something. They took something that worked reasonably well, decided to charge for it, and then overcomplicated it so that now mostly everyone's pretty disappointed with it, right? Like you can't figure out how to work the app. When you do try to work the app, um, you know, you're not being able to get the times that you want because the times aren't available. And then, you know, if you're not paying for Genie Plus, the lines are forever long. Um, you know, and then you try to follow just the regular genie and it's giving you like, it's not so like incorporating anything like Space Mountain. It's not telling me to go there now to wait in the standby line. Like it's basically just taking me to all of like the sea level attractions. And I just so feel like it's not well. The regular genie, I tried to use, I tried to use the regular genie. Um, mm -hmm. Because I wanted to, I wanted to try it. You know, um, okay. I was there. So just a quick to... recap for our listeners, in case anybody's not familiar, Disney Genie is a free service on right. the app that sort of is supposedly gives you tips and helps you make the most of your day. Genie Plus is the twenty dollars per person per day option to 15, the Lightning 15. Select Lightning Lanes, and then individual Lightning Lanes yeah. are the top two rides at each park that you pay extra for. Yeah. Just so, a recap. <laughs> I tried to use the free genie planning tool and it said what do you want to ride so i start selecting what the attractions that i wanted to ride now are they necessarily 
everything that I intended on doing that day? No. But, you know, what it said, what are you interested in? So, and then they said, we've selected too many. And I was like, if you're going to try and help me, this is what, you know, so what do I leave off here? You know, um, so it, and then it would suggest that I would go to this one place. But I was like, I don't want to go to that one place right now. I'm over here, which I understand it's trying to move people through the park. But mm -hmm. I'm in Tomorrowland. You want me to go to Adventureland? No, I'm not doing that and come in, you know, all the way around. So, yeah. Yeah. It's I get incredibly enough steps walking around Disney anyway. I don't need you to add more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it, it was frustrating. I don't need. So, for somebody like me who knows what I want to do, I don't necessarily need the genie. Now, mm -hmm. it did give me, like, if I wanted to ride, um, the little voyage of the little mermaid um i can look at the app and it'll tell me when it's expected to be a higher wait time and when it's expected to be a lower wait time so that's a little bit helpful okay but um i don't know if that's correct or if that's i was gonna say presuming it presuming it's accurate right but i mean disney does that they try to move you to where they want you they, they've always done that i mean so i don't know I didn't like the regular Genie and I stopped using it after that first day. <laughs> Genie Plus, I feel like you have to have it because if you don't have it, you're waiting in line for every single thing you do. Um, if you do have it, then you're waiting in line for a lot of things, but you can still use it just like FastPass did. Um, again, Universal's Express Pass, you don't have to wait in line at all. Okay, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, like you said, the comparison between the two, it's it's night and day. Yeah. <laughs> just, I also, like, people, you know, will say, oh, well, Genie Plus is so much cheaper. It is, but you're also not getting as much with mm. the Universal Express Pass, especially if you stay at one of the three premier hotels, you know, mm -hmm. at Universal, the higher ones, um, because the Express Pass is included. So you don't have to do anything. You just... Right literally show up to a ride and if you want to ride it 17 times you can yeah. whereas with lightning lane or genie plus i'm only allowed to ride it once you know yeah. so it's not worth it i don't think i mean i did think that if i if i want to pay for rise of the resistance eight times in one day i should be able to do that that was my complaint yeah. when they first announced yeah, genie plus. i'm like it. if yeah. i want to spend seventeen thousand dollars riding seven dwarfs mine train yeah. that's where i want to spend my money let yeah. me do it yeah now we did it what did let us and i make two gd plus reservations in a day like we rode spaceship earth twice with gd plus in one day mm -hmm. um, okay. i believe we did that with figment as well okay. so it does let you if there's availability but i don't i did not try yeah. to it's the paid individual yeah. lightning lanes right. that you can only do right now, I was, let me say this too. Um, we did the paid for Ratatouille, and I also got a uh, a return time because that's the mm -hmm. one with the virtual queue. But we so we did the paid for one first. That's the way to do it with that ride because the virtual queue is just they tell you what time to show up and you're in a regular queue. Like the line for it was really really long even though people were in this virtual queue so yeah, yeah it's, it's the same as what rise of the resistance was when yeah it first started. yeah yeah so if you're debating 
paying the money for it or not. I mean, I don't know if it's it, it's because it's new. It was worth it to me. I don't know mm -hmm. that I would do that every single time. Yeah. Although I happen to luck out, and I, again, I, pure luck. But that last day, remember, I was texting you guys. I happened uh -huh. to be up super early, and I was just like, for the heck of it, let me try to get you know uh, ratatouille. Uh, return queue and I got group seven and it wound up like I was called like the split yeah. second I wasn't even in the park I was at breakfast at 8 a.m and they're like you can now board like I could have walked right on because I got a super early boarding yeah time. yeah so it's so yeah and, and if that happens that's great but we ha and we even had like something fairly low like in the 30s but we didn't get called back until like 2 p.m and by then oh, we wow. were just like yeah we're done <laughs> we don't yeah. want to go ride it or wait in the line and ride it again. Yeah. I, you know, I enjoy that ride. It's really cute, all that. But, you know, when my, one of our reasons for doing these lines, because we didn't want to be stuck inside with all these people <laughs> during COVID times, yeah. you know, so we were able to do pretty much everything we wanted to do. Um, and do it and I think we did it pretty well but mm -hmm. we worked but I worked really hard to do it at Universal I didn't work really hard to do it we just did it so yeah and I know look I don't need people coming at me and saying it won't work it won't work at Disney there's too many people blah 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 I understand that and I'm not trying to say that Disney needs to completely change it and do what Universal does would be nice if they could but there's got to be an easier way to do it somehow I don't know yeah, there was. It was called Fast Pass. Yeah, Fast Pass was just <laughs> fine. Why did we change it? But like the the old Fast Pass system, I liked. I liked it just fine. I could. I was even though you did have to run all over the park to get that one thing, you know, because you had to physically go to the attraction to do it. Man, I didn't mind it at all. I felt like I got to do so many more attractions in a day with regular fast pass than I did with yeah. this new system. So what would you say? Cause in our Facebook group, which if you're not a member of my Facebook group, you should be because um, there's all kinds of discussions about stuff like this. Um, a lot of our listeners had to say that they felt like Genie Plus was really important for Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios and not as important for Epcot and Animal Kingdom. What say you? Okay, we didn't spend tons of time at Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, Everest, you have to pay extra for anyway. So, didn't really work there. Was I single say, rider available at anything that you noticed when you were um, there? Because that makes a difference. Yeah, well. it was available at um, Universal at Velocicoaster. It was, I believe it was available at Everest, but I'm not positive on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I, I would tend to agree with their assessment. However, the problem is if you want it and you don't want to get up early or stay up late to pay for it, you got to add it to your tickets. And that means all of them because of the way yeah. Disney does it. It was very irritating when I yeah. was there in October having to do it day by day. I'm like, I, this is, I don't want to wake up early to begin with, but now I have to wake up even earlier to buy this, mm -hmm. get this completed and be ready to go by right. seven. Right. And yeah, so if I had an annual pass, and Charlotte is not a morning person for the record. No, no, and that's another thing. Like I, like I was up before seven every day, stressing out, "Am I going to get these things?" You know. Um, oh, you must have been cranky. Yeah, it is not a relaxing <laughs> vacation. It's not a relaxing. Sure. It's not a relaxing vacation. But I feel like that's the thing. Yeah, if I didn't do it, then I'm waiting in longer lines. So I feel mm -hmm. like you have to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, if, if you have an annual pass, even if you're staying on property, you don't, I think you have to buy it every single day. You can't, you can't just lump it in. And that's, that. I mean, annual pass holders are the most loyal people. And, you know, they're not giving them any, any kind of way to do that. So I would, I would still, if I could do it every day and add it to my tickets, I would. Um, I realized that there will come a time again, most likely that I will have an annual pass or get tickets elsewhere. And I may still have the same issue and have to do it every day. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that by then they have some of their issues worked out. So I okay. think that they've had enough people complain about this, that if they are not seriously looking at changing this back to fast pass or max pass, we got a problem, Disney. Like I, I think the gen- general consensus consensus about Genie Plus is it's not working, and so many people are frustrated by it. Us people that we know, my clients complain. Something's got to give, yeah. reasonably yeah. soon. How were the lines at the guest services tents while you were there? Long, mm. long. Okay, and I happened to be lucky when I went. We went from Figment over to the seas and there's a guest services tent right there and there was only like one person in front of me and then i was able to talk to them so i got lucky when i talked to them and then mm-hmm. nobody came up behind me and i got to talk to them for quite a while and um you know she said i said look i literally just came from universal and she said yeah but how much did you pay for it and i said nothing because they included in their deluxe resorts she goes, right. oh now and, what you got disney yeah. come on and she goes she goes <laughs> Yeah, like like they know, like the the poor guest services team. It's not their fault. They know those those poor cast members. Yeah, and my my and husband. Again, in case you don't know what we're talking about, because not everybody knows about the guest services tents or the guest services desks. These are basically like my Disney experience tech support located in the parks. The cast members are they still wearing the blue? No, they're still wearing blue. Yeah. The blue shirts and there's sometimes there's like a blue tent or a blue, but just like look for the look for yeah. the blue people. <laughs> and my husband said. Because um, by then they had caught up with me because um, I said I was going to run ahead and talk to them about it. And he said, well, what about for somebody like me who doesn't want the app? You know, he was just letting me handle it all, which is probably the case in most families. Like one person is yeah. doing it, but he doesn't want the app at all. And um, then what about somebody who doesn't have a smartphone or, you know, something like that? And they said, you just basically have to come talk to them every time you want to do anything, mm-hmm. which that's. Gosh, that's really impractical. And I, then it's not fair. Like, if, what if you want to buy Rise of the Resistance and you can't get it because you have to wait till the park opens? Just to touch on this, like, while you were at Disney experiencing this, I was with my parents and all of their little oldie friends, and a lot of them have annual passes. And I got stuck in this conversation with them, and they're like, we're not going to renew our passes. It's too difficult. It's not fun to go to Disney anymore and I'm like it's very interesting to hear you say that because the hotels are booked full like they're sold out and they you know these are older people it's not they do have smartphones they are somewhat technically savvy but they don't want to have to make a park pass for every day they don't want to have to make a dining reservation if they want to go ride a ride they don't want to stand in a four hour line and i heard i swear to god at least eight of them say we're not renewing our passes Mm -hmm. anymore because and you know again these are probably not disney's target demographic and disney doesn't really care but there's a big chunk of the population that now no longer wants to go to disney because it's too difficult. Yeah. Which is sad. I mean, it's sad. 
But my biggest complaint about Walt Disney World right now, besides the fact that I have to spend more money on something that was previously not money, but I cannot stand it that you cannot park hop until 2 p.m. Because there were other things that we wanted to do, and I feel like I could have done a whole lot more if I had been able to go. And we even got to Disney Hollywood Studios at 1.45, and we knew we were early, but we were like, let's see. Nope. <laughs> they will not let you in until 2. Not And um, I thought maybe they'd let us in like a couple minutes early or something, but I ended up going to the restroom and coming back, and by, by then it was about, you know, it was right at time anyway. Um, but I think we tried at 150 was our first time and the cast member was not having it. Did you notice that there were there crowds at, at the entrance to the park at two o'clock? Like, were you the only one sort of waiting to get in? No, we were. Well, it wasn't like a crowd to wait, but mm-hmm. there were other people that tried. We were, we okay. were watching them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, let me tell you, let me say one other thing. And I know we're running long, but, um, the other, the only other thing that I really wanted to say is that. We drove to the parks because we're fortunate enough that we had a car, but they're charged for parking anyway. So we didn't want to be stuck on a bus again, COVID. We didn't want to be stuck on a bus. So we drove. I don't know if I ever want to take a bus again. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, I mean, it was the best luxury, but, but since they got rid of the minivans, like it was. Didn't so, I say that to you? I the first yeah. thing I said was, "I miss driving around here." I'm yeah. so like I loved drive, and I yeah. didn't even go to a park. I was just so excited to be driving around Disney. Yeah, we. I mean, I. It's not ideal to drive, of course, but man, it was nice. <laughs> we didn't have to wait for the bus. Um, no, we did ride the boat to the Magic Kingdom, or we walked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but for the other parks, yeah, we drove. Yeah. We drove. So we drove to Disney Springs on the last day before we headed out. We, um, we I mean, that that we, we would have done anyway, because it made logical sense to, that we right. were leaving. On so why out. wait? Yeah. You know, and by then we were, we stayed the last night at Port Orleans Riverside. So by then we could have taken the boat to Riverside, but we were just, we were done. So why wait on the boat when we could just go? So right. um, I, I, there, I mean, they charge you a ridiculous amount for parking. Anyway, and again, if, in case you're listening, you don't have to park to pay at the theme parks if you're already at the resort. And that's always been the case now yeah. until they change it, which they probably will tomorrow. But <laughs> as of right now. <laughs> as All of right. So now. at the end of the day, we still have a split decision between you two. Heather says it's not worth it. And you say you it's abs- it's maybe not necessarily worth it, but it's mandatory. I, I don't. Worth it is different, but I think you have to have it. I do. I mean, for me, I'm going there for the atmosphere. I'm not going to ride a ton of rides. If anything, I'm going to buy an individual lightning lane and use yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I also agree with that. Like, depending on what your priorities are, maybe talk to your travel agent about what your priorities are and say, mm-hmm. we want to do yeah. this. And then you can decide if it's worth yeah. it for you. Yeah. yeah. And use those extra magic hours or whatever we call them now. Half hour. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It gives you a tiny bit of a head start. Will not help you in the case of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Don't even bother. Found that out from experience. <laughs> but everything else, it really helps with. Yeah. 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 
All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Uh, Coming up on our Patreon Extra, we are going to be talking about Encanto, which Charlotte and I have both seen. So we're going to be giving um, our opinions. Charlotte's currently bopping away to the song in her head, (laughs) which I guarantee (laughs) you we don't talk about Bruno. Um, Yeah, yeah, which is a bop. Um, So we're going to be talking all about that in the Patreon Extra. If you are not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess to help support us. You can subscribe at $5, 10 or $15 a month, and it helps us keep producing this podcast. It helps us keep creating content uh, for you to listen to every Wednesday. One of our listeners posted this, you know, I think yesterday morning and was like, tell me there's going to be a podcast this week. <laughs> yes, we're back. We're sorry. We took a couple weeks off for the holidays, but yes, we're back. Um, and we'll be, you know, weekly for the foreseeable future until we start traveling again, which actually we're all traveling, <laughs> but not until February, not until February. Um So anyway, stay tuned for the Patreon Extra. Otherwise, we will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.